Welcome to Take Note. This is episode 170 of the podcast. This is our our little podcast about paying attention, carrying around a pocket notebook, writing down notes in that notebook that might be of interest to yourself, let's say 20 years down the line, or maybe they're of interest to your your pals just a couple days later, which is why we gather here. I'm here with my friend Adam. Hello, Adam. Hello, Ted. And we are here because it is a decasode. It's, it's a to the power of ten. I don't think that's true or the right way of saying it. <laughs> but you could divide this episode by ten. So we've got Ryan Sly here with us. Hello, Ted. Hello, Adam. Hello, Ryan. Thanks it's uh, good to divide by ten with you. Thank you. You can always divide by ten with Ryan. I've always I've always said that about him. Uh, so here we are, uh, gathered after the holidays. We're recovering. We're getting our feet back under us. We're, we're remembering what it's like to be a contributing member of society. Um, so in that spirit, Ryan, what do you got? Means what have you written down in your notebook that might be of interest? I have uh, something. Well, an illustration of of people contributing to society. I. Uh, just finished a snowy evening, uh, field notes, writing in my uh, snowy evening edition with the Schoen Design Pocket 6. Uh, I went to the post office and I needed to buy some stamps last minute for Christmas cards. Waited in line at the post office as one does in the holiday season for about 20 minutes while the only employee working helped a guy whose package had been returned unshippable. Apparently the description of the package's contents was not specific enough. <laughs> Something I'd never heard of before. Uh, here's a one-sided conversation from the postal employee as I couldn't hear much of what the man was saying. What kind of dolls? Is it only dolls? Okay. What kind of clothes? Well, it says here supplements. What kind? No, I mean, what are they used for? That I did hear the answer to. He said, brain. <laughs> the next person in line was just buying McDonald's gift cards. And when I stepped up, finally, at last, the woman looked right at me and said, without any prompt whatsoever, we're out of holiday stamps. I said, okay, I'll just, I don't know, I'll take the pony cars. She said, you can buy these online, you know. I said, what, and miss this? <laughs> Brain. <Ugh. laughs> what kind of supplements? No, I mean, what are they used for? Brain. Brain. <laughs> Followed closely the... by that, that other brain supplement, McDonald's fast food. <laughs> Just a slightly different path through the circulatory system. That's I bet nice. the dolls were haunted dolls. Well, yeah, I wish I'd have heard the answer to that. What kind of dolls? Is it only dolls? <laughs> Doll clothes. Uh, what do you got, Adam? All right. Uh, my wife said to my youngest, uh, who's getting interested in chess, she said, uh, school has a chess club. And his answer was, I'd prefer to play against AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you got, Ted? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the bar is high. 
but I was jogging with my dog at one point. Uh, saw, saw a man with his own small dog on a leash approaching the same intersection from a different street, so our, our paths were converging. This is always a fraught scenario these days. Will his dog be cool? Should I change sides of the street? Do I need to acknowledge all this via eye contact? My dog's fine, but you never know. Maybe he's in a bad mood. All these thoughts pass through my mind in those slow plodding moments leading up to this what would be a, a not uncommon but an annoying encounter. But before we met the man and his dog got into a minivan and drove away. <laughs> Is there a pacer car following at all times? <laughs> Crisis averted, as I saw it. Crisis averted. All right, Ryan, what do you got? I was sitting in the waiting room at Mr. Car Wash, and a woman sitting across from me suddenly sang, Tis the season to be jolly, twa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> Without ever looking up from her phone or reacting in any way. And all I could think was, twa-la-la-la-la. <laughs> horrendous. owning that. Fully, fully owning it. Not taking any community input on that one. I did have a conversation with the coworkers, which I yes, I I've reengaged with my coworkers as I believe we all have, um, about people singing, people singing at work. I got them, got them excited about the fact that a known work singer, he's a wonderful person, very nice guy, sings at work, uh, and I was like, yeah, no, I've heard him in the, in the bathroom singing. They were like. My God, he sings in the bathroom too. I was like, "Darn right, he sings in the bathroom. It's the best acoustics in the whole building." Here's our lives. What's the last thing you heard him sing? He, he actually—he's an opera guy, so really? I don't think I could conjure up what it would. Exactly <laughs> no, that's a fantastic answer. That's, yeah. yeah, delightful wow. person, wonderful, wonderful fellow. Not a bad, not a bad word to say about him. I'm engaging Singer. in the office with a uh, a guy in our co working space who really wants to talk to everybody. So you got to keep your office door closed now, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. And uh, I've I've I'm afraid that I've betrayed my feelings for him because at a uh, soup potluck, somebody mentioned transitioning to a new role. And he was he had to be like, oh you never know what that means now, and and I said uh, yeah I I think I think you do know exactly what that means, and he's like oh well I wouldn't want to say anything and upset anyone I was like I I I think you are I think that's what you're I don't think you have any problem saying anything that's what you're doing, <laughs> so I wish I had an opera singer I guess is what I'm trying to say. I feel like nothing good ever comes of a soup potluck. <laughs> like the salad. All right, who brought the we'll salad, wise guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just nothing but soups, as far as the I can see. I mean, but you don't you don't work in the same company as this guy. I think that's an interesting. You're you're really at the vanguard of of contemporary workplaces because he, you might not even know who he works for or what he does all day, and yet he's still stopping in front of your door. 
and making awkward conversation. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest about it, I'd, I'd prefer to interact with the AI. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got, Adam? Okay, I got a little collage here from December 28th and 29th. I kind of realized that I liked the way that all these random bits were on this two-page spread of my notebook. So, first, walking down Magazine Street, um, overheard a couple walking past us. The woman says to her man, you don't remember shit. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, next is a quote from The Candy House, which a fantastic book that I finished at the end of the year. It's kind of a long one, but it is all right. Uh, Nowadays, a man ill at ease in his surroundings will pull out his phone, request the Wi-Fi password, and rejoin a virtual sphere where his identity is instantly reaffirmed. Let us all take a moment to consider deeply that isolation was customary before these times. And there's a quote from Obama's uh, Promised Land, the White House memoir. In the hands of the shrewd and the ruthless, chaos had proven a gift, which I kind of prefer really without the context. I just think it's great. And then finally, (laughs) BBC Six DJ calls the week between Christmas and New Year's both, well, she calls it Twixmas. Twixmas. She calls it this in-betweeny bit. She calls it (laughs) this mystical liminal time, all in the course of like 20 minutes. She's got to drop this. (laughs) Yeah. So that BBC. Yes. So that was my the that was my two pages from the in between event. Ted, what do you got? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, <clears throat> I was in uh, San Antonio in a, uh, a skyscraperish hotel, or the closest San Antonio can get to a skyscraper. I'm in the elevator. Door opens. Uh, youngish. Scruffy guy gets in on uh, fifth floor, looking at his phone. Kind of gets in, settles in, looks up at the uh, the button array, sees that the button for the first floor is already pressed, and goes, "Sweet, that's it. That's my story. It's my tale." I did. I wrote down a uh, quote from Ian McEwan's book Lessons that I'm reading. That since you read a quote, I feel like I'll read a quote here too. You know, it's cheating. Doesn't feel like a real what do you got. I'm glad you you mixed it in with some non-quotes from books because it would have been a little too cheap otherwise. But, but now that you've opened the door, uh, this quote I wrote down is, The years slid over old deaths like a heavy lid. Nearly everything that happens to you in life, you forget. Should have kept a journal. <laughs> this was a, a character in his 70s and the, and the book you know, more or less ranges from when he's, you know, five to 75. I do recommend it. It's sort of a book about nothing. Um, great, some great passages about Berlin at the time of the fall of the wall and just sort of, I don't know, in a novelistic way, manages kind of a, an older guy taking a look back at what's influenced his life. But Ian McEwan's a master, so it was really good. So I recommend that. To read it. Ryan shared his... He told us the notebook and the pen he's using. What about you, Ted? I am using my Midori Traveler's Notebook, um, which I've had for a while. It was rejuvenated by a gift from my mom. She gave me an insert for it, as well as a 
like a little plastic sleeve insert that can hold like a couple cards and then it's got a little um, kind of slidable open and close pocket on the other side which most recently held and still uh, shows some of the fragments of a very large cricket that uh, had expired in the <laughs> the West Texas desert uh, that one of my kids picked up and uh, we preserved for a short time in this pocket of this Midori notebook. And then I'm writing with, the now that you mentioned it. cricket blood? <laughs> yes, yes. I extracted its, uh, its blood and mixed it with a little... Just a just a little bit of uh, of uh, I can't I can't wing it on an ink. <laughs> just a little bit of pilots. Uh, fucking I can't recall these <laughs> are these goddamn names. Uh, with just a hint of pilot Hiroshizuku uh, to create a, a something of a new blend. No, um, I'm writing with a vintage Esterbrook pen given to me by none other than Ryan Sly for the holidays, which is just an absolutely delightful gift. It's, for he's uh, a jolly good fella. He truly is. <laughs> kind and generous. Everything they say is true. Uh, just a really cool vintage pen. I've never delved into vintage pens. Uh, I don't know anything about them. I wouldn't know where to start, but you've made it so easy for me, Ryan. What's, what's the genesis of the vintage pen enthusiasm? <clears throat> I just get emails from uh, Anderson Pens, an online store. I don't know if they have a physical store or not, but I get their emails and they always send out this like list of vintage pens they have in stock. And they have them restored and ready to go and all that. And so there was, I just tried one one time and I really enjoyed it. It's got an interesting uh, nib on it and everything. And celluloid finish and all that and I was I thought you know who I didn't get a birthday present for <laughs> <laughs> and I've never forgotten that fact um, no but it's really uh, I mean looking at it you would never really think oh this is a this is an old pen it like it's it's celluloid i guess is that some sort of a plastic thing it, sure it looks swirly and cool and fun but it's just like i don't know it feels super fresh and works really well and the the you know when you when you um post it like the way the post the post falls in just the right place so that this little metal pump mechanism um, that i've never seen before but it's super cool like the cap comes down just to just to the top of that mechanism in a way that's very satisfying and so it just has this really nicely engineered feeling it's lightweight but it doesn't feel cheap really cool i mean vintage ester book who knew uh i think that's like a realm that i've never even and mostly for the idea of like ordering one on ebay and it gets you all crusty and messed yeah. up and you gotta like you need a microscope to fix the nib and all that so I've just never even thought about it, but hey. Let and, someone else do the work, and I, there you go. I guess so. That's super cool. What are you writing with, Adam? Did you tell us? I am. Um, I did not. I've got a, I'm, using, I'm writing in a Field Notes Hatch uh, print edition, the blue and red and white one, and I'm writing with a Lamy Tipo, T-I-P-O. It's oh, the yeah. kind of click pen. I love this thing. Yes. Man. Oh, man, I'm a, kind of slightly Great. obsessed with mine. Yeah. I got one of those quite randomly. 
when I wanted to spend a few more bucks at Jet Pens or something. And uh, it's a nice Schmidt refill and it's very fidget friendly. And I think it's what ten bucks or something. So it's a great, it's a great reusable uh, pen. Yeah. Yep. I really like it. It's a good doodler. I don't know if that's what you meant by uh, fidget friendly, but I really I enjoy so. doodling with it too. Is it? I a think Schmidt? doodling, doodling and fidgeting are in the same family. Yeah. I think it's a sh- maybe it's a Schmidt. I think that's what I. I, I mean, I mine, has their own. mine has yes. a Lamy. Mine has a in it. I just don't know if a Lamy is a Schmidt. I think I'm it's sure. I think it's one of those sizes that is that they're very similar to the Schmidt. Yeah. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. All right. Ryan, you've got another what do you got, right? You're gonna finish us off? Yeah, I just recently switched over to a hat show print. It's a, a yellow and red one that uh, that Ted gave me. So um in this one I'm riding with my platinum thirty seven seventy six and had a little note from our, our our flight home. We just went skiing in Park City, and on the way home, uh, flying United, a little delayed, and uh, got on the plane, and they started talking about how they had all these trainees working that day <laughs> uh, on the plane, trying to get certified or whatever it is to become flight attendants, and they mentioned it a lot of times, and uh, they were keen for us to be nice to the trainees and use our please and thank yous and uh, it soon it became apparent that the flight attendant making these announcements who didn't claim to be a trainee clearly was not the one that usually made the announcements because (laughs) you take for granted the ones that have been doing it for years and years and they just ramble that stuff off quickly (laughs) and get off the mic and let you go back to your you know, stepbrothers on TNT or whatever it is. And uh, this lady was not that way. <laughs> we were looking around at each other like, is she ever going to finish this announcement? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, here's an example from the end of the flight. Uh, attention, United passengers. Uh, United would like to thank you for choosing <clears throat> United for your <laughs> flying needs this uh, day or evening. Uh <laughs> We have there, uh, for those people, passengers with connections, we understand our delay may cause you to have difficulty with your uh, making the next part of your trip. And again, we do apologize for that and thank you for your patience. Uh, So if you do not have a connection or if Houston is your final destination, um, we ask that those passengers allow the other passengers that do have a connecting flight to exit the airplane first. That, that'd be great. Uh, we do have several connections leaving in the next 30 minutes, so you're unlikely to make those flights. So please see the desk for assistance or other accommodations if... Uh, might be tomorrow and again thank you for choosing united and uh this was my favorite part of of the whole thing good luck with all your future endeavors (laughs) oh Oh, and her in in her defense good luck with future endeavors is the new united slogan (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. Wow. They really I wish I were exaggerating, but that was oh, that's good. Very there really is a labor shortage. It down. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all these flight attendants wearing little beanies with those little spinner those little spinner <laughs> propellers on those are the trainees? Sweetheart. You told us about the trainees. Amazing. Well, Adam, you uh it is a new year, and it's a time for resolutions that none of us are going to keep. So you've got some uh, some stationary resolutions stacked up that you're ready to give it a go and fail to uh, fail to deliver on. Yeah, absolutely. I've got I've got a few resolutions. A couple of them I try every year, and I they always I always abandon them uh, either purposely or without even realizing it until I make the resolution again next year so the first one is uh, and i I bet i said this on the show last year or something tape more stuff in my notebook you know like see an interesting article and instead of just copying a quote down or something like tape it into the notebook something along those lines i did that i found there read an obituary of a boston mobster and i realized that he used to hang out at this little uh uh small town diner that I uh, went to once or twice when I lived there. So I like t- taped that into my notebook, but that won't last for some reason. Uh, it never will. The other thing is, of course, I bought a standard memorandum notebook and we'll see. I think I went the first nine days. I think I, I, think I missed nine the days. <laughs> nine. Well, but in Single my... Single digits. Really, tonight's the night, right? If I go up there and I write something down for yesterday and I write something down for for today, then maybe, maybe it'll keep it going. But... Um, when I talked about not buying it again, you said, no, 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 you've got to. You'll, you'll appreciate it for those, uh, I don't think you realized it was nine days, but you'll appreciate looking think back on those nine days later. Yeah. Anyway, I made it I to January I thought, and I. I think I thought maybe four months, but no, nine days. I think, well, I, I, I look back at them, I usually get like three months in. I usually, I usually know. lose it somewhere in the middle of March, which I guess is two and a half months, really. <laughs> we'll yeah, round up to four. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sticking things into your notebook, uh, reminds me of something that I, I I don't know I was just being on vacation you know we go to these museums and galleries and events and whatnot and I got a couple nice pages of uh of stickers but more along the like lapel sticker mode which I love sticking those in my notebook one was from Chinati which is a, a West Texas uh, museum established by the critic and then sculptor Donald Judd, which is like a totally singular place. If you're ever out in West Texas, you got to go take the tour, do the whole thing. Uh, which reminds me, this is a uh, this is a, a, a what do you got from the discard bin? But it was from Chinati since I'm talking about it. Uh, the tour guide said, "Would we like to do another Dan Flavin, or do we want to do the Running Horn?" And the group said, running horn, running horn. I still don't know what running horn is. <laughs> uh, but the other thing we did was a, a McDonald Observatory Star Party, which is a, it's actually a couple of telescopes in the middle of uh, West Texas out there, which is very dark. There's very little uh, light. So it's a great place for an observatory, but you can go to a star party and they set up a bunch of telescopes they have experts talking about the stars, and it's the most delightful thing you could ever do. So those are two things where I've, I've stuck the stickers uh, from those into the notebook as a little indicator, a little visual indicator of the actual experience. So maybe that'll be my 
my little corollary to your uh, to your resolution. I love and I'm it. looking at uh, I'm looking at Ryan's notebook, little Park City, Utah sticker yeah. on there. One on the back, but one nothing on the, on the pages. We call them old one on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel a uh, sticker poor right now. I mean, I know I've got them. I'm gonna go scrounge them up right after this, right after this record. I'm gonna paste a bunch of stickers in and to finally tell myself I too have stickers. Well, the you know these lapel stickers are funny because they're real cheap and they're you know they've spent most of their life up to that point surviving on the on the t-shirt of a crazy eight-year-old or whatever so mine are a little rougher for where you got to kind of like pick that one moment to be like yoink give me that before you disappear off into the wilderness so that i can preserve this for for posterity but the fun side is the kids kind of doodle around them and left some of their own notes and i think it's a good little visual thing for them so when you say that they spent most of their lives on the kids this really is like a like you've pinned a butterfly to you, into the notebook or something, right? Like it's the when you pull the sticker off and put it in your notebook, that's a it's dead at that point, right? I think so. I mean, the fact that it even has any adhesiveness left to it is a miracle in and of itself. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm interested in your your p- cutting an article out and sticking oh, it in your mess. notebook. Are yeah, are you, it's a mess. You, it's, Are you I talking mean, about a field notes size book? Yep, it didn't work well at all. I mean, okay. I've got I can't I can't divide the washi tape that I used in any sort of even sort of way. Uh, the pagination's all wrong. It was you know like a. It was it's it's broken up. The headline's broken up into three lines, and in an awkward way with one word hanging over. It's an embarrassment. Oh, so you okay? Did you cut? Did you cut it out and glue it in? I used washi tape because that's what was okay. available to me. Um, this is, this is colorful washi tape for the obituary of a New England mafia boss. I like that you refer to washi tape as... was often seen eating at the Busy Bee restaurant. <laughs> I like that you <laughs> refer to washi tape as some sort of survival tool. All that was available to me was uh, was some, uh, some dental floss, the tooth of a passing uh, badger and some washi tape but i survived i made it through all right i've got um, more resolutions okay in addition to using washi tape uh three pages a day in the field notes is a resolution i had a mm-hmm. i had a, a, a very uh satisfying end of the year notebook my my kids drew in my end of the year notebook that i thought was gonna be my last notebook of the year so with uh less than two weeks left in the year i had one i had another I started a new notebook and um Something about wanting to, you know, fill up that notebook by the end of the year had me just writing in it like crazy. And I think we all know that's, I don't know, that's a very satisfying feeling when you're going through the notebook quickly. Um, The more you use the notebook, the more satisfying it is, at least in in my experience. Uh, Now, in my defense, that Candy House quote that I read to all of you, I wrote that in the notebook twice by mistake. So maybe I just wrote everything (laughs) twice. But three pages a day <laughs> is my other. That's that's another one of my resolutions for the year, which I have not been able to stick to, um, at all. But I need to either do that or just stop buying them because I. I yes. feel, I'm feeling like a field notes hoarder after <laughs> last year. I don't know somehow. 
I didn't subscribe, and yet I came out of the year with uh, feeling like I've got a lot. I need to. I'm excited to use a bunch of them, and I just uh, need to be more productive, write more, draw more. Or, you know, I was thinking today. Actually, I, I said to Jennifer today that I think uh, maybe I'll just subscribe to Dapper Notes, where they uh, give you a six a year, and. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned on the last episode, but Ryan gifted me my next dream journal, a Dapper Notes, uh, beautiful edition. That's the I think it was the December one. It's got a uh, flying flying creatures on it. Um, but the idea that you're only getting one every two months. Although in reality, of course, I've got enough notebooks that even subscribing to get six more would be unnecessary. Yeah, I gotta start filling them up somehow too. Well, maybe your maybe your resolution give away more notebooks. Yeah, you got that. You got that coffee store owner that you're obsessed with. You, you could make that relationship more awkward by giving him a notebook. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm giving off weird vibes to the coffee shop. That's great. Uh, my last <laughs> one, and this is my stationary adjacent one. But uh, I do this. My, my last one is to read a book every other day. Um, and uh, it's just something that I fall into a habit of at the beginning read, of every year. Read one book. from a book every other nope. day. Read a complete a book every other day. Um, I think what it is is it's the it's the attempts to uh, complete my like reading goal by the end of the year never really happens. Uh, I mean that's an exaggeration, but you know I'm always really trying to push through books at the end of the year, and then what in reality happens is at the beginning of the next year I become a monster to my friends and my family and I spend maybe the first half of January uh trying to read a book every other day or complete a book wow. every other day and um, if you are reading a promised land I, I, I that was is reading truly a, promised a land resolution that you will fail yeah. <laughs> right away you're not well, reading that book in two days <laughs> that was no that one took two years um that's a that was a really good book uh, did you you read it, Ryan? I'm. I'm. Uh, it's one that I am kind of reading here and there in between other books. So I'm like 200 pages into it or something. And so that was me for. I, I was probably 50 pages into it for two years, and then I. Uh, I my wife gave, got me that book two years ago for the holidays, and receiving new books for the holiday this year you know i was i really wanted to read that book i'm going to finish it and i was trying to finish it before the end of the year it's i ended up finishing it on like the first or the second um but uh i'm really i I don't know i thought that book was just fantastic and i had all sorts of quotes that i wrote down from it um who's the author of this book uh president barack obama oh yeah okay yeah um and uh and actually the people who maybe have put it off and i don't even know i I don't know if you've made it into the west wing yet it's it's good when he's talking about running but it's much better once he's in um yeah i'm getting i'm getting close he's uh i'm at the point where he's securing the nomination but yeah it's one i think i'm enjoying it as well it's just one that i don't always want to read about politics even if it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I mix it in here and there. Yeah. He does this thing a few, like, in a, a few different times throughout the book where, like, in order to talk about, for example, uh, his 
his work on Middle East peace, he has to take a page and a half to summarize the history of the Middle East in the 20th century. And he does it. It's, it's great. Like you, there's all sorts of things that I didn't know um, about that. And you get it in like a page and a half. It's really interesting. Anyway, but so I, I think I like, I get into overdrive on book reading and um, I do, though I read a lot of books in like the first half of January, uh, I recognize the first year I did it, I did not recognize, but in subsequent years while I continue to do it, I turn into a, like, I turn into a really grumbly, uh, grumpy, uh, maybe I'm overstating it, person when, uh, well, when my, when my reading book a, reading is, uh, interrupted. Reading a book in two days doesn't, I, it sounds to me like I could read for literally every hour of a two day period and still not complete the book, uh. Short what, books are good. Here? Short books are good, or simple books are good. So I just read Lady into Fox. That book is seventy pages. Um, I've read a couple other books that are about like uh, probably sub two hundred pages. Uh, both good. Kick the Latch by Catherine Scanlon is uh, came out last year, and it is a short novel based on interviews with a woman who um, worked as well. She didn't work as a jockey. She was jockey adjacent for most of her life. And I, uh, I saw someone describe it as like, it's like you just sat down next to somebody interesting at the bar and you got their whole life story, like, but broken into these little nuggets. That's a good one. And, um, Murakami's book on writing, Novelist is a Vocation. I think maybe we'll talk more about it in the future. The uh, book was kind of horrible, but he's very easy to read. So. <laughs> Real mess, that book. Reminded me of Roger well, Ebert's memoir. <laughs> Why not a, a page goal per day or something instead of an entire book every other day? Well, I mean, I think it's because I haven't hit my book goal for the end of the previous year. And so it's, uh, I don't know, but there's also just something like, there's something satisfying about uh, um, completing things and like getting into that habit of getting things done, moving on to the next one. And yeah, it never lasts. But that's my monster. <laughs> when resolution. you start, do you think this is gonna? This is a twelve monther. I'm gonna be a reading grouch for the next, from till next December. Is that in your mind? No, no, no. I think so. I th I would say maybe this is like the third year I've done it, and the first year I didn't believe that I was being uh, an unreasonable grouch. Uh, last year I kind of caught myself doing it. This year, I turned to Jennifer in bed, and I was like, just watch White Lotus. Just watch it without me. I don't need to see that, you know. <laughs> um, and, and I think that was good. She's very happy to be watching White Lotus, and uh, I'm very happy to be reading books. <laughs> this is like, I feel like a lot of your displaced uh, uh, NaNoWriMo tension is coming out in this little weird, this little weird Iron Man early January <laughs> thing that you that you got going here. I like it. I mean, it's like yes, the Iditarod. I'm it's also Iditarod. writing a book every other day too. Yes. Of course. <laughs> well, right. Read a little, write a little. Two books, two days. I thought I was doing well. I had finished about half of my brilliant friend this month. I mean, the last half. That's I a read great Dinner book. by Caesar Ira. Yay! And I read Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Have y'all read that wow, book? Wow, no. 
Oh man, that's so good. Is it? <laughs> it's oh my so gosh. Good. Well, you are doing a great job. Yeah, that's, Ryan, that's, what did you I've think? It's been of... a lot more than six days in this one. <laughs> but it, there hasn't been. There's only been eleven. That's. <laughs> there's only been eleven days. Uh, wh- how how did you like? Uh... I mean, I should say, I think you know that promised land. I had read almost all of before, and I had just started the Murakami book. And, the, and I'm purposely choosing very short books. How did you like this, the uh, Caesar Ira book? It was, I mean, you know that book. It's, uh, it's an unexpected turn there, but it's, I really like the way he ties everything together with, you know, so this is a story where they go to this dinner party and then, uh, which... I, I enjoyed the dinner party a lot because the mom is just like being a grouch about the whole thing and you know the host is being obnoxious and she just wants it to be over and uh, and then he's watching this local television station that just they drive around and go to clubs and stuff and suddenly and it's live so part of the broadcast is I'm driving from place to place he's criticizing that part of the show and then it turns into uh, him you know they they go over to the cemetery because dead bodies are coming out of the cemetery it's like a mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse thing um, and part of the lead up I guess I'm ruining this entire book but uh, part of the lead up is talking about names and how important names are in the town and to the people of the town and to the grandma and she's always just got them at the tip of her tongue and everything and how they get them to go back to their graves is by naming them like at mm. least their family name or some portion of their name or something like that um and so that becomes the solution to the issue so it's a very like nice little succinct story that makes you know no logical sense whatsoever because there's right. not a whole lot of like it's just, they come out and then they figure out the names is how to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but be that as it may, it was like really entertaining and, uh, you know, it's like, that's one of those short and quick, really entertaining short stories. That's fantastic. I, I, that was the first book of his that I read and really liked it. And even just, um, you know, I like him so much that even just hearing you like recount the story again, just puts a huge smile on my face. Yeah, there are a lot of delightful parts to it, I have to say. So yeah. I have to get some more and then read one every day. What was the first book that you read again? Uh, my Brilliant Friend, uh, Lena Ferrante. The Ferrante. I just started watching the movie. Uh, my wife is reading the second one, and I haven't started that yet. But I think I decided I'm going to read a, one of those books, a persam, <laughs> a summer book for those. I'm going to draw it out over a long period of time. Because I love them so much, and I love to read them in the summer, so that's what I'm gonna yeah. do. I don't know if I'll ever be able to bring myself to watch the the, the filmed version of those, because they they create such an image in your mind, and you know, it's like the it's that real conflict of like, do I want someone else's version of this in there with my yeah. own version? So far, it stays pretty true, and it is enjoyable because it's in Italian with English subtitles. Oh, that's and, cool, yeah. Uh, so that's it gives great. a little bit of authenticity to it. That's great. Um, that's great. So. Anyway, I'm, I'm still working on my resolutions. Thanks for helping me workshop them.
They're great. They're great. Um, I did hear a cheesy uh, businessy type person say on the radio this morning that, uh, that rather than uh, stating resolutions, you should establish a set of personal policies. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe that's my resolution is to establish a set of personal policies. <laughs> I... Uh... I, I've, I'm resolved to not make personal policies this year. <laughs> well, let's all go out and make some, some personal policies and some resolutions as we bring this episode to a close. Ryan, it's been a delight to have you, as always. Guys, I um, want to thank you for the, um, for the inviting of... Me and the being here <laughs> Where did and you the get talking to you. Where did you get that funny hat? <laughs> Amazing. I'm going to play that back to myself as I fall asleep at night because I feel so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's good to, good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Um, you can find us on the internet at takenote.space. What I would recommend you do once you get there is to sign up for the newsletter, which uh, which we've really uh, doubled down on. We've moved over to Substack, as you probably know, uh, just writing little bits and pieces, little stories, little expansions on what we talk about on the show, new topics, um, links over to the blog, links to external stuff. It's really, I think, just work worth tracking along and i say that mostly because adam does such a great job um, contributing to it Uh, (laughs) you can find us on patreon i i tend to say the url incorrectly so just head over to patreon and search for take note um those of you who support the show we really appreciate it it really uh it's really amazing to see people step up and and contribute their hard-earned currency to this effort of ours it really uh gets us excited um, tickles or whistle of you tickles tickles every whistle we've got and uh, those who received the zine thank you for the feedback um glad you've enjoyed it uh, I, I still enjoy my copy and i contributed some of that um so we are glad that you enjoy that token of support and appreciation. Um, in the meantime, Ryan, Adam, take care. We wish you your best on your future endeavors. <laughs> yes.